The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and to the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. And he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately the man's ears were opened, and his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear, and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. The tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Mary, Milton, and Baba Broussard. Copies of the parish annual financial report for the 2020 and 2021 fiscal year may be found at the entrances of the church in a little, uh, a little folded pamphlet, as you may be used to uh, seeing it here. The parish office will be closed this Monday, September 6th, for the Labor Day holiday. And due to Hurricane Ida, the first day of class for our parish school of religion catechism classes has been delayed. Uh, we anticipate classes starting uh, in two weeks on Tuesday, September the 21st. A weekday traditional Latin Mass is now part of our regular schedule for the week here at St. Agnes. Uh, they'll begin uh, this week, this Tuesday. Uh, we'll have low Mass offered at 5.30 p.m. here in the church. This week on Wednesday is also the Feast of the Nativity of our Blessed Mother. Uh, so in addition to the normal 6 a.m. Mass, we'll also have a Latin Mass that evening as well. Uh, we invite you to, uh, to join in some of the, the hurricane relief efforts if you haven't already done so. There are, uh, there's a little bulletin, uh, a little sign on the bulletin outside uh, of, of trying to collect items that we can, uh, that we can then distribute to, to those who are in need um, in the eastern and southern part of our diocese, as well as over in our diocese of New Orleans and, and most certainly down in Alma Thibodeau. Uh, and so I know that uh, we get those, those regular appeals for places and things that happen uh, all around us. Uh, and so another opportunity to be able to to serve others, and so uh, any of those items, uh, they're looking for, of course, uh, physical cleanup items and, and various other needs, gift cards uh, and such, all that, you can uh, simply bring it to the parish office at this point. We're working to, uh, to get a system set up with the diocese where uh, we'll be a little, uh, a little more clear on the planning and, and distribution of things, but getting the efforts under the way uh, at this point, nonetheless. It's a remarkable thing to hear in the gospel about the power of God. As our Lord, with uh, an admittedly strange thing of sticking his finger in someone's ear and spitting and touching his tongue, cries out, Ephatha, and a miracle takes place. The man is able to hear 
he's able to speak plainly. We recognize that sprinkled throughout the Gospels, uh, we have these accounts of these miraculous healings take place. And one of the things that, that is frequently said, or frequently asked uh, among the faithful is, why don't we see this happen today? Why don't these things happen anymore? It would be nice for us to see every now and then someone raised up from the dead, no? It would be quite the show. St. Agnes would be on the front page of the Advocate pretty soon, I would imagine. Why is it that we don't hear about these, these moments where our Lord, through a particular person, comes and lays hands and is able to bring about speech or to cast out deafness or blindness? In one sense, this does happen. It's not always particularly well known, but there are miracles that continue to take place, even in our own church. God is at work healing bodies, not simply souls. But it's our blessed Lord who in that time worked countless miracles in order to draw people to himself so that they could hear the word that would save them. They would hear about the man himself. It was the miracles that drew them in. And now, 2,000 years later, many more have already followed. It seems that the miracles are less spectacular in one sense, but they are nonetheless still happening. In the Old Testament, it was common that the consequences of particular sins, we hear it very concretely in the Old Testament and in the Torah, that the consequences of sin was death. If you did this, you would be stoned to death. If you did this, you would be stoned to death. If you did this, you would consequently, whatever, you, whatever vengeance you were planning to do to that person, it would be done to you. Usually, it meant you were stoned to death. There was a consequence of these things that sin in the Old Testament brought about a physical death. And this was uh, the Lord preparing the minds of his people, bringing them ultimately to the full understanding that it is not the body truly that is the, the one who dies the most, it is the soul. He was bringing them to an understanding that they weren't able to receive at first, but later on in in God's good time and the people's willingness that they would be able to hear. They would be able to receive this fact that sin changes the heart of man, not just his body. In a similar way, the miracles that our Lord works, they begin with a great flurry of physical healings, but it's so that drawn to himself, he might affect the spiritual ones. The healing of the ears, the eyes, and the tongue of the heart, not simply of the flesh. It is these things that our Lord points to. First, he fulfills all these miracles to fulfill what was spoken to him about the prophets, the things that would be the signs to show that the Messiah was here. He fulfills them dramatically. But then having drawn them to himself, He invites them deeper, as always he does. He leads us to understand that it is indeed a sorrow that we experience difficulties in our flesh, but it is much more grave when we experience those same difficulties in our soul. It is lamentable to be blind, but it is even more so to be blind to the will of God or the work of God in one's own life. It can be a sorrow to be without sound, to be unable to hear. But there are many who are unable to hear 
who still know the cry of the poor and the voice of the Lord, speaks clearly. There are many who are unable to speak, but they are able to proclaim lives of holiness better than some of the most eloquent of preachers. We can lament the things of the body, but more grievous are the ailments of the soul. And these are the things that prevent us from attaining eternal life. Our Lord says it is better for us to go with one hand into heaven than with two hands into hell. It's a simple fact of things, that our soul is of the higher order. And in the end, we know that in Christ, all things will be restored according to his perfect will. It's for us to ensure that our souls receive the healing they need in our time today. To turn to our blessed Lord and to seek his healing, certainly in our flesh, but even more so in our hearts. There are many hearts in this world that are deaf to the voice of the Lord, that are unable to hear, unwilling to follow. There are many who have received the word of God, but are unwilling because of fear or anxiety or any number of other things that are unable to speak to others of the good Lord, unable to say his name, lest they simply be exiled from the social culture around them. There are many who simply can't see God at work. He does marvelous things. How many times I've encountered you and others who recount people who are struggling with their faith and things happening, things of of the faith very clearly happening. One might say, even to go so far as to say that they are miracles taking place and the family around them of faith saying, I hope you see this. I hope you see this. Reminding those who do not have the eyes to see, to look a bit closer or to open their eyes, to open the eyes of their heart to what God is doing. This is the power of God. That by virtue of our baptism, that by virtue of holy confession, that by virtue of holy communion, by virtue of the other sacraments lived out well, with the fullness of grace pouring forth through them, our souls are transformed and something happens in us. This is the greatest and most joyful of miracles because it is a one that does not simply pass with this life. It is one that endures into eternity. And so we offer this Holy Mass It's an invitation for us that if we detect anything within ourselves of this deafness, blindness, or muteness of soul, may God, by the word of the gospel and by the word of our Lord Jesus, Ephatha, open them. And if they have been opened, may we be open to him, making use of us, that others might receive that same gift, that same miracle of the healing of soul that leads to eternal joy.